Chapter seven, your buyer's money. Remember this, there is no shortage of money. I mentioned this earlier, you need to write it down. No shortage of money. Wake up every morning and tell you there's no shortage of money. You know, before you ask customers for their money, there's something you need to get straight about the subject of money. Millions, millions of people on this planet have this false idea that there's some kind of money shortage. But the truth of the matter is, there's more than enough money to go around for everybody. In fact, there are massive surpluses on it. And anytime we run short, they just go print more. Do you know that there's enough money circulating on this planet for every human being? on this planet to have a net worth of over $1 billion? That's right, $1 billion. Are you getting your share? If you're not, it's because you're thinking in terms of hard work and limits, it's scarcity, not abundance. Look at the Pacific Ocean or the Atlantic or whatever ocean you're close to. Go take a look at it and observe the infinite amount of energy being created there. The Pacific Ocean never stops. Go out there and get as many buckets of water as you want. How many buckets can you take? If you took as many buckets as you wanted, would there still be plenty of ocean? Would anybody even know you took a bucket out? No, nobody would know anything happened. Absolutely nothing would happen. So what's the point of that? Look at how much money is in the marketplace. How many people own homes, cars, pay telephones? Look around you while you were listening to this audio program. Just start counting cars, 30 grand, 20 grand, 10,000, 14,000, count them. Imagine how many telephone bills, uh, telephone bills are processed every month. Electric bills, water bills. How many people buy clothes and food every day? How many Visa card charges every minute of every day? There are endless amounts of money on this planet. And if we ever get close to running out, I promise you, they'll go and print more and they'll drop it out of planes if necessary. Get over the idea that there's a scarcity of money because there is not. This is in your mind. There's plenty of money to go around. If you start looking for prosperity and abundance, you will see it. You will see it everywhere. It exists all around you. Alert. If others have a difficult time getting money from you, you will never find it easy to get money from others. This is an alert, 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 okay? If others have a difficult time getting money from you, you will never find it easy to get money from others. Many of the highest, the best highest paid salespeople I've known in my lifetime, I've known are the most generous, some of the most generous people I have ever met when they go buy things. They go in, they spend it, they tip it, they throw it down, they take care of the people. See, they're less significant about money, not because they have it, but because they understand that money is to be used, not possessed. That money is abundant, not scarce. Because they know this, they don't have trouble getting others to part with money. Your buyer and his money. You know, your buyer becomes quite funny when it comes to the decision time and giving you, actually giving you, exchanging you money for the product or service or whatever the pitch is. It's as if the money somehow identifies the individual or that they feel they'll be different once they give it to someone else. When it comes to actually parting with money, people can act quite strange and start making excuses. They generate odd stories even. It may even possibly alter the truth a bit. Maybe you've noticed this. The trained professional knows how to stay in the transaction, in the deal. He knows how to handle the objections, knows how to handle the stalls, knows how to persist and can do so without ever appearing 
to pressure anyone. It's even funnier when you consider that most people aren't even giving you money. They're merely transferring numbers from a bank account to some other bank account. In most cases, they aren't even paying for it. Someone else is. It's called credit. But they say, oh, I can't afford this. Well, of course you can't afford it. That's why we have banks. That's how you handle it. Man, I sure like this. I love this. I want this. I like the idea, I, but I can't afford it. Well, of course you can't. Who can? No one can, man. That's why we have banks. That's why people borrow money. I've had many people tell me that my price was too high and it wasn't even their money. I've talked to boards where I have three people that can't even write a check, tell me, oh, it's too much money. Then I actually got the, the actual money guy, the actual decision maker, the principal. He gets involved. I pitch my deal. I present my proposal. I tell him what my solution is. I sell my product. He looks at me and says, how much? I tell him how much. And he says, okay, let's do it. Never, ever brought up price. But his henchman did. See, some of the most difficult buyers I've ever had that I've been involved with later thanked me profusely, profusely for hanging in there with them, working through these price issues, these decision-making issues, these fears that people have about money and helping them make the right decision. Love your product love your service, love your customer, and love yourself enough to learn how to hard sell. If you need some help handling these price objections, payments, budgets, decision makers, you should get my other audio program on closing called The Closer's Almanac. It is, it is a lethal arsenal of technology that will change your life about how to stay with the money, handle the objection, not discount your price, Maybe even be more expensive than everybody else on the street or that compares to you and still get a deal. Okay, here's a little thing you want to learn. Second money. It's called second money is easier than first money. I discovered the second money phenomenon by accident one week when I was on fire selling everybody that I called on. You know what I'm talking about? When you're in that zone and you're just like, I'm like, everything's going my way. I'm selling everybody. It's one of those like freak moments when everything was easy and effortless. Like the, the, the skies had parted and the gods had blessed me with every closing ability available to mankind. Every prospect I was working with in this time was buying from me like wham, deal, wham, deal, deal. And it seemed as though I had walked through this magic closing portal in the universe. I'd spent hours selling this executive that I was working with to make sense of the product being affordable for his company. He finally submitted to my logic and my persuasion and agreed to make the purchase. Well, upon delivery of that product, I decided to see if I could move them up another level as I truly believed that it would be a better investment for the company. And hey, look, I, I was such in the zone that day, I could afford to take the risk. You know, I'm winning. Winning breeds confidence. Confidence gets sales. More sales breeds more confidence. I can take this risk. So I went for the second money. You know, I knew these people were already on a budget. In fact, had gone over a budget. But I had to try this anyway because I felt like a Superman, super Hancock sales guy. I suggested to them that since they were already paying more than they could or be comfortable with, why not go all the way and move up to another level? The guy looked at me like I was crazy. I thought it was crazy, but it was actually astonishment. Actually, he says, we were going to ask you to do just that. 
You know, we figured and talked about it and agreed we're already paying more than we can afford. We'll just have to produce a little more to make it work out, but we'd rather move up to the next package because we believe it'll last as long and we want to change this. In that moment, I had stumbled across one of the great secrets of selling. Second money is easier to get than first money. Well, startled by this discovery, I reflected on other times that I had been out shopping myself for products and I had taken forever to decide on one particular item, whatever, a shirt, CD player, an iPod, whatever, a TV, right? But then I finally made the decision, no help from the salesperson in most cases, and I finally made this decision and bought it. And then I found myself buying another eight items on the way out the store. It was interesting because I always, I'm trying to be aware of what's happening to people when they're spending money. Here I am, I took an hour and a half to make a decision on one product, and then in the next 10 minutes, buy eight more products. This phenomenon is common among decision makers and consumers. It's something like once the flow begins, the buyer becomes, or the individual becomes more susceptible or open to more purchase. It is my belief that this individual is actually using the second and follow-up purchases to support the rightness of the first decision. Now, I'm in Los Angeles today. That explains why Hollywood will tend to stay with the same actors over and over again. Why? We did a show with her. It was a success. Let's use her again. Uh, I get on one radio show. The next week, I got 10 other people that want me on our radio show. Why? Because second sale. It's been supported. Let's have him back. If we have him back again, it'll support our, our decision to have him the first time. See, why does someone refer you, you to his or her dentist? Why? Well, they go to a dentist. The dentist inflicts pain, you know, charges a lot of money for it. And then they come home, blah, 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 you got to go see my dentist. My dentist is incredible, right? Why? To help the dentist? I don't think so. Maybe, but more likely, I believe the individual, you gotta go see my dentist. He's trying to convince you to go to the same dentist because it supports the rightness of his decision to go to that dentist. See, everyone wants to know what they're doing is the right thing. And the other purchase phenomenon, the second purchase phenomenon, supports the earlier action and gives the reassurance that what this individual did was correct. I'll prove this point to you. Find one woman walking down Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills carrying just one shopping bag. And my entire theory is supported. I dare you to find that. Another example of this is a customer who walks into a travel agency. Maybe it's you walking into the travel agency with the idea of taking a cruise. You spend four hours with the travel agent looking at all the cruise line brochures while trying to figure out what package will best suit your needs. Should I go to Europe, Mexico, Alaska, or the Caribbean? Should I take a five-day cruise or a two-week cruise? What's the best cruise line? Who has the best ships? Once the customer, or you in this case, decide on the destination and the purchase and actually purchase the perfect cruise vacation, the climate is set perfectly for the travel agent, if they're trained correctly, as a great to step in, because they're not travel agents, they're salespeople, and offer additional products. See, there's accommodation upgrades from an inside deck cabin to an ocean view suite. 
the island tour excursion package you got to do. You need travel insurance. What about airfare upgrades? Man, I can get you into business class or first class. See, because the customer has taken the plunge and bought the first item, he or she or you is so set on being right and making a good first decision that you'll tend to make second, third, and fourth purchase additional products and services in order to ensure your first decision is correct. You know, there was a situation where I was raising money for my church and I was working with this individual that had been very resistant to making contributions. When I finally got him to agree to make a donation after a much resistance, I congratulated him. As I watched him write a check, and this guy was tough, okay? Separating him from money was not easy. As I watched him write the check, I looked at him and said, you know, you're gonna do more for our church than you're doing right now before you die. I know your heart's in the right place. You're a very, very generous human being. Appreciate what you've done today. You know you're gonna do more. Why don't you just do the rest right now? He looked at me and said, you're right. Tore up the first check and wrote me another check for 20 times the amount that he'd initially decided on. Wow. Second money, easier to get than the first money. First money's taken me hours and months before, sometimes a year to get, and then get the second money in minutes. If you've ever seen someone at a restaurant complaining about the price of a steak, then turn around and order a bottle of wine that's 140 bucks, three times the cost of the steak, twice the cost of the meal. See, you know what I'm talking about? How about the person that whines about paying $10 for a movie ticket and then spends another $20 on popcorn, soda, and candy? What's he doing? Second money. Have you ever heard of a guy complaining about how high his car payment is? Oh man, these payments are gonna kill me. And then the same guy goes down the street, customizes the car with 22 inch wheels, custom paint job, installs a stereo system that you can hear from three blocks away. Of course, he had to charge on a credit card at 18%. And the payments on the wheel, the paint, the audio program, or the audio uh, stereo system, uh, amounted to more than the payments in the car. Yay, yay, yay for the second money. Learn this one, and your income will change forever, and your life will change forever. The more they spend, the better they feel. Your prospect, regardless of what he says to you, always wants to spend more, not less. Believe it or not, people love to spend money. And the more they spend, the more you, they will enjoy spending it and the more they will enjoy their decision. You know, I was at a concert recently. My wife bought us tickets. I told her we sat down. I'm like, baby, don't ever buy these tickets again. I want the best tickets in the house. I don't want to sit up here, turn my neck and not get the best of the show. I'd rather pay more and get the best than pay less and make a mistake. Show me one person who has ever ever come under budget when buying a home or building a home, buying furniture, buying a car, buying equipment, buying clothes, buying a vacation. Show me anybody that comes under budget. Why? Because people feel better when they spend more. These people that stay under budget, I don't think they exist. Consumers want to take home lots of things, lots of bags, lots of stuff, not just one thing. They want to brag to their friends and their neighbors that they spent the most money and bought the most expensive thing. People love showing off. If there didn't, there wouldn't be a market for sport cars, designer clothing, 
watches that are bigger than your wrist. See, anyone, for instance, can buy a leather purse that will last just as long as a Chanel or a Gucci bag or whatever, all these bags, a Versace bag. But people know that the designer brand costs 10, 20, and sometimes 50 times more because of the label and the insignia. Look, this is America. It's a nation of consumers and one-uppers. And it's, if it's up to America in the Western way, the whole world will become like this. A nation, a world of consumers, one-uppers. I look good. I have the label. Good or bad, whether you like it or don't like it, we like to buy things. And we like to be seen buying things. Therefore, the second purchase reinforces the first purchase, makes the first purchase the right decision, and becomes your friend. Second money is easier to get than the first money. People will tell you, don't be greedy. Don't complicate the sale. Just finish it. No, 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 don't do it. You might blow the deal with your attempts to get the second money, but it's nonsense. This kind of thinking is for little mediocre salespeople in the world, not for you. This is for the big dreamers. You're an actor or an actress and you're going in for an audition. Why go for one? Why don't you go for two? Why don't you kill it? Go for it. Be unreasonable. Second money, second decisions are for those who want to take their game and their income to the next level and want to do it in half the time. Look, you'll spend 90% of your time eating the main course. You'll spend 10% of your time eating the dessert. What does that tell you? Get the first sale wrapped up then focus on the second sale. It's dessert. This is a monster technique that works like magic. All a salesperson, and we're all salespeople, right? All you have to do to unlock the door to the second money is to get over your fear of blowing a deal, an opportunity. I'm going to miss it. Remember, there's no scarcity. Ask for the second sale. Remember, money is a mental issue, not a shortage issue.